Good afternoon, skinny peeps. Welcome to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Today is October 10th, 2017. My name is Bevin Caramello, and I'm so glad you're on this call with us today. We are continuing our new fall series, Interrupted. And last week, we started in the book of Jonah in chapter one. What better place to start, right, than chapter one? And we saw Jonah literally run from God to the point of being thrown overboard and then swallowed by a big fish. Okay. He was absolutely running, trying to get away. Um, I think it's safe to say that Jonah's plans for his life at the the point that we encounter him here um, had definitely been interrupted. Okay. So that's kind of the theme for this series is looking at different places in the Bible where we see different people, some that we're going to be really familiar with, some maybe not so much, um, but just different times when God interrupted what they had planned. I don't know what Jonah had on his calendar for that day, but I can guarantee it wasn't being swallowed by a fish, wasn't being thrown overboard, right? In the middle of a storm. Okay, so today we are going to move into chapter two, where we see Jonah crying out to God from the belly of this fish. And what at first can look like a prayer for deliverance, but then the more that we study it, we're going to realize that it's actually a prayer of thanksgiving. And I know that's hard to imagine, right? A prayer of thanksgiving from the belly of a fish, thankful for being swallowed. Um, who knows how far below the surface by a giant fish. But that is where we are today. Okay, so let's turn to Jonah chapter 2, and I'm going to read for us a little bit here. And we'll start and stop as we need to so we can discuss. Okay, Jonah chapter 2, starting with verse 1, says, From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. Okay, so right here we can see he, he basically feels like he's been buried alive, which essentially he, he kind of had. I mean, at the time, remember, he didn't know that he was going to eventually be on dry ground ever again. He didn't know that this fish was going to eventually spit him out um, back onto dry ground. So he's thrown into the ocean. He's deep, deep underwater, and then a fish comes along and swallows him. So while he's still alive, he's basically in a, a coffin underground. I mean, he's in a box. He's in this belly of this fish under the sea, um, who knows what that felt like. The fish is still swimming around. Um, and he's, it's dark in there, right? And probably pretty wet and smells bad and pretty gross. And um, so you can kind of uh, try to wrap our minds around that. It's almost impossible to do. Okay. It goes on in verse four to say, I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. All right, let's pause right there again for a minute. Verse 4, because we know that we're never actually banished from God's sight, right? He never turns from us. But at times, at the worst of times, it can feel as though he must not see our pain and suffering. 
But I think it's really important for us to recognize here, though, that even at Jonah's lowest point, he fixes his eyes back on God, right? He says, I will look again toward your holy temple. Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 5. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. Wow, there's so much in this prayer. It's, it's it's beautiful, and again, it's important for us to to notice here that this is a this is a prayer of thanksgiving. He's thankful that this fish has come and swallowed him. He sees this as as deliverance. Okay, and he's acknowledging right here that he's clinging to God. He says, "Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs." He realizes that God's grace has been ushered in here, and he, he's clinging to God not to worthless idols. He knows that salvation only comes from God. Okay, but let's go back over our questions from last week, okay? Because right here in verse 9, we see that Jonah finally says yes to God. Okay, do you remember our questions from last week? One, will I go wherever God asks me to go? And two, Will I do anything God asks me to do? Last week, Jonah's answers were both no. He did not want to go back to Nineveh, or go to Nineveh, and he did not want to share God's message with the Assyrians, God's message for deliverance, because he didn't want them saved. They were his enemy, right? The enemies, they were enemies of all the Israelites. And so last week when we asked Jonah, will I go wherever God asks me to go? No. When God says, Jonah, will you do anything I ask you to do? Jonah's like, no. But this week right here in this prayer, Jonah finally says yes to God. We hear him say, what I have vowed, I will make good. In other words, he's saying, I said I'd serve you and I'm going to do it. Salvation comes from the Lord. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. This is his moment of surrender. Okay? You know, God allowed some pretty hard things to happen to Jonah to get his attention and reroute Jonah back into his divine will for Jonah's life. And this chapter truly. Okay, I'm getting some feedback. I hope you guys can still hear me. Okay, but this chapter really gives us an opportunity to look at um, at the hard things in our lives through a different lens. 
okay, to look at those hard things, those interruptions, if you will, to whatever it is that we have planned or how we wanted things to go um, through a different lens, right? Here in Jonah's story, we definitely see that his interruption was actually divine intervention, okay? And maybe more importantly, that God's rescue may not always look like what we think rescue should look like. Jonah's disobedience led to consequences, right? So let's not mistake the two, the consequences and the rescue. The consequences of his disobedience, he was thrown overboard. But then God didn't allow him to perish. He didn't die. The story doesn't end there. God sends a fish to swallow him whole. This is the rescue. And I'm guessing there were a few, probably many, really dark moments where Jonah felt anything but rescued in those three days in that fish, right? No light, little air, whatever the stomach digestion process of a fish looks like. That's what's going on inside this fish. But still, Jonah in the belly of the fish cries out to God and thanks him for saving him. He recognizes that this was a rescue mission. So it got me thinking about the hard things that we face here in this life. And, you know, maybe those are sometimes our rescue. Maybe that job that you lost or maybe the job your spouse lost is the rescue. Maybe the sickness or the battle to health. Maybe the illness is the rescue. Maybe the grief God is allowing in your life right now is part of the rescue. You know, we don't get to choose how he does it. I know I didn't feel very rescued in college when God allowed panic attacks to completely derail me during the summer before my junior year. I definitely couldn't at the time have imagined ever thanking God for them. But just like, you know, here we see Jonah thanking him for this rescue of the great fish that swallows him whole. Um, You know, I can honestly say now so many years later in hindsight that I do thank him for the panic attacks. I thank him for allowing those panic attacks to move me off of the destructive path that I was on and then onto the path that he wanted for me. You know, in hindsight, I see his hand and his deliverance. And while panic attacks are definitely not the way I would have chosen to be rescued, I trust that he is always working things for my good, even things I cannot possibly ever understand. And, you know, we don't get to tell the rescuer how to do his job. Isaiah 55, 8 tells us that God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways, right? It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. We don't, our ways aren't his ways. We can't understand his ways or all of his thoughts because he's God. He's so complex. 
that's like an earthworm trying to understand us, who we are and our complexity. There's no way the earthworm can even fathom. Not because there's anything wrong with them, but because it's just an earthworm. And that's how we are in our human frailty and our human nature. We're the earthworm compared to God. If we could completely grasp him and understand him, then he wouldn't be big enough. Our minds weren't made to fully grasp him. And I don't know if you have been completely derailed or if life is really hard right now. I don't know what you're facing. But I do know that he is in this with us. And I absolutely love the way this chapter ends. Turn back to Jonah chapter 2 and pick it up with me in verse 10. It says, And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. And the Lord commanded the fish. God told the fish what to do. And then Jonah was back on dry land. You guys, at all times, over all things, God is in control. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I I thank you for this time today. I thank you for this beautiful yet somewhat difficult reminder from the book of Jonah that we don't get to tell the rescuer how to do his job. You are always working for our good, always. I praise you for that, Lord. And Lord, we just confess that oftentimes you allow things here on this earth that we don't understand, that we wish you would just intervene and make things better. But we are constantly reminded, Lord, that your sole purpose for us is not for our happiness, but for our sanctification, that you are working on us day in and day out to refine us more and more into the image of your son. And we thank you for that today, Lord. Lord, for those who are on this call who are facing hard things right now, who are facing job loss and sickness, anxiety, depression, death, grief, Lord, I just pray that you would come alongside of them because you are the rescuer. And when we cry out, you always hear us. You never turn from us. So, Lord, I pray for those who are struggling that you would just meet them right where they are, right in the middle of that struggle. I pray that you would comfort them. And I pray, Lord, that you would just love them to a safe place And hopefully far enough down the road where eventually they will get to a place where they can look back on this time in their life and see your hand in it, see your deliverance, see that you are working all things for good. See the rescue mission, Lord, 
that was happening in their life when they needed it most. Lord, I, uh, I pray for each person on this call today. I thank you for each person on this call today, and I pray that you will just watch over us, bless us in the coming week, give us our to shine for you, Lord, and then bring us all back here together next week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for being on this call today. Um, for those of you who might be new to our group, if you are not already a part of our Facebook page, I encourage you to find us there. All you've got to do is search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there and I'll approve it. All are welcome. So uh, you can find the playbacks for all these calls right there on that Facebook page under the Files tab. So you can go back and catch up on any calls you might have missed. You can go back and listen to other series that we started. You guys, it's been over a year ago. We are in uh, going into our second year now. We have officially been around. This ministry has been going for an entire year. So that is amazing to say. And um, I, oh, wow, it just blows my mind. I'm excited to say it. We will be right back here next Tuesday at 2 o'clock, like always. And in the meantime, I will be praying for you and yours. Bye now.